0: Rewire. Brand new series. Number one. You know, our mind is powerful. Did you know that? Your mind is powerful. Uh, We've got this amazing ability where where we can talk to people, and at the same time, we can step out of our bodies, and we can assess the way we're talking to somebody. We can say, "Mm, maybe I'm a bit harsh there. Maybe maybe I need to be a bit more lighter. We can talk to ourselves like this. Quantum physics calls this, they call it superposition. We're super positioned, we we step out of it, we can can talk, we can have conversations with ourselves while we're talking to somebody else. It's amazing. Have you ever found your mind wander when you're talking to somebody? You're talking away, you look like you're engaged, but you're you're actually far away somewhere else. Anybody been there before? In in fact, some of you are doing it right now. I'm talking to you, your mind's somewhere else. You're thinking so, and and if you're anything like me, this is what you're thinking. Hmm, what do I want to have for lunch? is it maccas or is it kfc oh wait i've only got 10 bucks it's only oh it's fish and chips <laughs> it's fish and chips that's what i am mean. having. you know we have the, we you know we, we our mind it's it, it can it can go somewhere and we can listen to a conversation have a conversation with ourselves at the same time our mind is powerful things trigger our mind things from our we see something and it triggers our mind from our past and it comes into our consciousness like for me I don't like eating mince pies. Anybody love mince pies? Any mince and, mince and cheese people here? Any mince people? Any steak and cheese steak people? I'm a steak person. Give me a steak. Anything with steak. Steak and mushrooms. Steak. Steak and cheese. Steak and bacon. Steak and steak. I oh, mean, oh, <laughs> just give me steak. I don't like mince. The reason why I don't like mince is because it triggers a memory of when I was a boy and my mum forcing me to eat mince stew. Anybody else have a mum that used to force you to eat when you don't want to eat? The good old days. No, no, that's not. It's not. Yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah, don't try this at home. <laughs> and this is my mum. This is what she'll do. And, and mum, if you're watching this, I love you, mum. Because <laughs> my mum watches the service. I love you, mum. And um, and uh, I, I love you. I, I'm, I'm just, I don't know if I should carry on my story now. I'm now. I'm now aware. That my mum's watching. I don't. Yeah. And and so she'll have have a spoon of the mince and, and get you. Open your mouth open your mouth. And and on the other hand was a wooden spoon. (laughs) And because of that, I don't eat mince pies because of that. So here's the thing. Triggers, they they are external stimulation that, that triggers a memory and it brings it to the forefront. And we have to choose how do we act or react to this this, this past memory that that's been triggered is now on the forefront of our consciousness. Do we act positively or do we act negatively? And guess who gets to choose? You do. You are 100% in control of every decision you make. Every reaction is you. I can choose to act positively or negatively. And so this is what I do now. I, I don't allow my past to dictate my future. I choose to create the very best for my life now. Now and you can too. You have the ability to create the best for your life. Now, this is what we do we, we've created a culture, we've created a culture of blame. I'm, I blame you for the way I feel. I'm feeling like this because it's your fault. You've made me feel like this. And we've deferred responsibility. The reason why I treated you like this is because you made me treat you like this. The reason why I hurt you is because you made me hurt you. And and what we're doing is we make ourselves the victim. I've just hurt you, but I'm the victim because you made me do that. But you have the choice. You are 100% in control of your choices. Many of us don't, we don't even know that. We, we feel that we're, how we act is, is, is what's been dictated to us. But you have choice. We need to understand this. You have a powerful mind. You can choose. You, you choose the very best for your life now. You can allow your past to dictate your future, or you can choose the very best and create happiness and joy now. You have control. You've got so much control. So much control. See, even in prayer, we defer responsibility. I've got an issue. But I don't want to take responsibility for my issue, so I'm going to go to God. God, it's your issue. I'm going to give. I don't want to work through my issues because that's hard, and I'm going to have to confront some things in my life that I don't want to confront. So I'm going to defer it to you, Lord. Lord, you take it away from me. I don't want any responsibility. You take it away from me. You know, as a pastor, many people have come to me for prayer, and you know, and and even you, you, you probably you've prayed for many, many people, and sometimes people come back with the same issue, same issue over and over again. And the reason being is because they deferred responsibility. We haven't, we haven't chosen to work through these issues. I, I want to just be gone. And this is what happens. Yeah, this is what happens. We defer it and we feel breakthrough, which is great. But then a couple of days, then one day, next day I'm feeling good. I've gone through this issue. The next day I'm really good. Then what happens on the fourth day? Boom, you're back in that issue again. And quite often we're in a worse position than before. Reason being is because we never took responsibility. We deferred it. We just... We just, we just 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 wave your hands around. Pray for me. Pray for me, pastor. Wave your hand. Do that magic stuff. Make it go away. Don't touch me. It's coronavirus. Anyway. That's why Jesus says this in Matthew chapter 12, verse 43. This is what Jesus says. And he's speaking of impure spirits that leave us. Darkness, evil that leave us. This is what he says in verse 43. When an impure spirit comes out of a person... It goes through arid places seeking rest and does not find it. So when God brings breakthrough and healing, we need to celebrate that. But we also need to take responsibility. If, you, if, you, if, if you're going through an issue, you're giving it to God, we need to then put things in place. that You know what? I need to put safeguards in place that I don't fall back into that temptation again. I need to put safeguards in place that I don't fall back into that issue again. Because if we don't put these safeguards in place, we find ourselves in a worse place than ever before. that's what Jesus says, speaking of this impure spirit, in verse 44. Then it says, I will return to the house, speaking of this impure spirit, speaking of as as that person as the house. I will return to the house I left. And when it arrives, it finds a house, what, what does it find? Unoccupied. Swept clean and put in order. We left the door unlocked. For that issue to come back into it, it's swept and clear. There's nothing in place to stop this, this, this impure spirit to take hold in our lives. And we find ourselves back in the same issue again because we haven't taken responsibility. Because uh, uh, I've just kind of prayed and I, I deferred it. I wanted to go. But you have 100% control of the way you think. God's given you a powerful mind. And we need to, we need to take responsibility. We need to work through things. Work through, don't, don't look, but we all like looking for shortcuts. Quick, rich schemes. How many of you have ever tried a quick, rich quick scheme? That's why people do Lotto. We want to get rich now because if I, if I win Lotto, all my problems are gone, right? Because that solves all our problems, right? Money solves all our problems. No, it doesn't. Because even if you win Lotto, if you haven't put anything in place, you find yourself back into that place of poverty again. It's got nothing to do with money. It's all all about taking responsibility. You can choose the very best for your life today. Did I even finish that verse? I can't remember. (laughs) Here we go, verse 45. Then it goes and it takes with it seven other spirits more wicked than itself. And they go and they live live there. And the final condition of that person is worse than, than the first. This is how it will be with this wicked generation. We have this generation of blame, this victim mentality. We make ourselves victims. We have so much more control than we, we, we've been led to believe. You have so much more control of the way you think. You have so much control of your reaction. You can choose to react, or you can choose to take control of the situation. That's why 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, I, I said this during a during time of worship. I, if, you've, if you've heard me preach before, you'll hear me say this verse over and over again, because if you can get this verse into your spirit, it will change the way you think, I promise you. And it's this: for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and an out-of-control mind. A mind that's easily swayed. A mind that's undisciplined. No, it doesn't say that. God has given you a sound mind. You have a sound mind. Your mind is powerful. Do you realize how powerful your mind is? It's powerful. You are not your brain. You are not your brain. Your mind drives your brain. Your mind is 99%, and the 1% is the brain. Your mind drives your brain. Every action is a manifestation of thought. Did you get that? Every action is a manifestation of thought. Every action I do is because of a thought that I've manifested in my mind. You have what does this mean? It means you have control, you can choose. You can, control, you, you can control the way that we think. For God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Science has proven it. Did you know that your brain is hardwired for love? You are hardwired for love. That's how God made you. In fact, that's a scientific term. Your brain is hardwired for love. It's, that's a scientific term. You're wired for joy. You're wired for hope. You're wired for happiness. You're wired for love. Sometimes we feel that we're wired for fear. That we're wired for fear. We need to tell ourselves the truth. God didn't make you that way. You are not wired for fear. That's not who you are. We learn fear. It's time to rewire the way we think. The greatest gift that God gave you is your mind. It's powerful, it's sound, it's wired for love. So when a negative thought comes and it takes hold of our brain, did you know that a negative thought actually physically changes your brain? And the reason why it physically changes your brain is because you're hardwired for love. So when a negative thought comes, it brings imbalance of chemicals in your brain because your brain wasn't designed for, for negativity. You were not designed. You were hardwired for love. And it actually changes the way you, way you think and it brings imbalance in your, in your thinking. You're not, not wired that way. God didn't make you that way. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5 says this, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. We take captive every thought and we make it obedient to Christ. You're thinking constantly. Thoughts are happening, happening constantly. You're thinking. even right, You're thinking different things even right now. Every 10 seconds, you, we need to take captive of our thought and make it obedient to God. I know what you're thinking. That sounds exhausting. What, every 10 seconds, we're going to take captive every thought? Well, we're thinking all the time. We might as well make it, a, make it a healthy line of thinking. We might as well make it good thinking. We need to take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Because we've become undisciplined in our thinking. Our thinking have got, has gotten out of control. But you choose. You can choose the very best for your life now. You can take captive every thought. Don't let your mind wander. I'm speaking to the guys. If you see a, um, some pretty little thing walking along, take captive every thought. Don't let your mind wander. Don't say, oh, well, it's the way I've been wired. I'm a guy. I've got urges. You know, oh, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just admiring God's beauty. Don't fool yourself. God had wired you for love not to disrespect somebody in your thinking. You wouldn't want anybody to disrespect your daughter in their thinking. So don't disrespect someone else's daughter in your thinking. You've been wired that way, take captive every thought and make it obedient to Jesus. We've got to do this every 10 seconds. Come on. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. We've become undisciplined in our thinking. But you have the power to choose the very best for your life. Today, I'm going to say something very controversial. And the reason why I say that is so I can get your attention. go, what's very confidential? I'm going to tell you that answer in another four weeks. No, just kidding. I'm going to tell you now. This, this is it. <laughs> Prayer doesn't transform you. Prayer doesn't transform you. Now, before you stone me, I'm. It's, not really, it's really not, not controversial because of what I'm going to say next. But intentional prayer, deep thinking prayer, intentional prayer leads to a life of breakthrough. Intentional Amen. prayer. We've got to be intentional with, with the way we pray. Because when we're intentional with the way we pray, it changes our thinking. If you're struggling in your marriage, it's intentional prayer that brings breakthrough. I don't pray, Lord, I just pray that may, that may Portal be more loving, may she love the way I sing more. Well, I don't say, Lord, why is Portal like this? Why does she, why does she treat me like this? Why does she make me um, be, be, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm, make, I'm just making it up again. Like, wow, man, Nancy's got a lot of issues. Okay, <laughs> a lot of problems. I'm not making but this is this is how you are intentional. If you're struggling in your marriage with your spouse, your husband, your wife, with your mom, your dad, whoever it is, your boss, this is where you pray. Lord, help me love my wife like she's never been loved before. That's the kind of prayer we need to pray. Intentional prayer. Let me love my wife like she's never been loved before. Lord, let me be uh, let me be a father that understands my children more. Let me be a father that's a father of love. We need to be intentional. And this is what happens when we begin to pray intentional prayer. In fact, research proves it. That intentional prayer, this is what it does to negative thought lives that have taken hold of our thinking. Research shows that that intentional prayer melts away negative thoughts. melts it away. We bring it out into the open. We weaken it. It begins to become malleable. And when it's malleable, it begins to change. I've been reading a dictionary when I've been on lockdown. (laughs) I was like, wow, I don't even know what that word is. I hope I'm using it right, too. i was <laughs> just thinking, wait, where did that word come from? <laughs> and we can begin to change it. This is the way that if we begin to live our life like this, we begin to see breakthrough in our life, see breakthrough in anxiety, depression, whatever it is, the way we treat people, the way we treat our boss, the way we treat people of a different ethnicity. Well, let me say that properly. Ethnicity. Ethnicity, yeah. Different, different culture. <laughs> a different race. When, we, when we're intentional with our prayer, then breakthrough happens. See, life is full of making bad decisions, right? Has anybody ever made a bad decision before? In fact, many of us made a bad decisions this morning. You know, I shouldn't have wore those jeans with that shirt. Uh, I don't know. Whatever it is, for, I don't know. We're going to continue to make bad decisions. In fact, we are all victims of someone else's bad decision. Did you know that? We're all victims of someone else's bad decision. Jesus certainly was. They crucified him. In fact, it was my bad decision that got him there. It was my sin that, that, that put him through the cross. But if I'm facing the consequences of someone else's bad decision, I have to look at this consequence and I need to make a decision of how I'm going to react. I mean, how am I going to operate in love? How am I going to move through this? It's about being honest. It's about being honest with God. You know, sometimes we come to God and we, we're not honest with Him. Well, who are we kidding? God knows it all anyway. Don't say it's not an issue when it's an issue. He knows it anyway. It's about being honest and open before Him. That's where clarity comes, when we're honest with God. In fact, James chapter 5, verse 16 says this, Therefore, confess your sins not to God. It doesn't say confess your sins to God. It doesn't say that. It says, Therefore, confess your sins to what? To each other, and pray for each other so that you may be what? Healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful, and effective. See, God has designed us to be strengthened and, and to be healed when we begin to open up and share with people that we trust, people that we love that that are not going to be judging us. God has designed us to open up because when we bring something out into the light, that's when when progress begins to happen. When something is hidden, it's strong. If you're struggling with something and you're you're the only one that knows it, you're going to be struggling with this for a long time. It's when we bring things out into the light. You know, we've been doing, during the lockdown, we did something called Table Talk. It was a midweek online program. And I invited um, a good friend of mine, Monty Valiwaka, to our program. I feel like saying, I invited him to our show. And, uh, and he spoke on that. And he's a, he's a uh, social worker in South Auckland. He, and he works with, he runs a program with, uh, with men through domestic violence who hurt their, who, who physically hurt their, their, their partners and their children. So physically, so physically, he works with them. And what they do, they sit around and they talk. Because something happens when we talk, when we bring something out in the open. It begins to, it begins to mount away negative thought. And there's been a lot of breakthrough, a lot of breakthrough in this program because men are talking, encouraging one another, encouraging one another. And this is when we begin to overcome because you have the power to overcome and make the right decision in your life today. Every single one of us. Let us not be victims of our past. Let us make not make ourselves our victim. Let us take control of our thought life today. Let's begin to change. It doesn't happen overnight, but when we're consistent, things begin to happen. Things begin to move. Let's take control. In fact, um, he, this is what he put on, on the program. Uh, uh, I tell you what, I encourage you if you've never watched it, go back to it, and it's on our online YouTube channel, Hamilton Elam Online. Watch it. It's, it's an amazing watch. Monty Um He's this big New Nguyen Maori guy. Uh, he's and a long-life friend of ours, Mine and Portals, and it's well worth the, the watch. And listen, he's going to sing. He sings a few songs as well. I sing and I harmonize. No, I don't. No, you know. Intentional prayer leads to a life of breakthrough. You know, I'm, I'm going to end with this. You know, over, you know I, I opened it with it about you know, on, on our social media feeds and even on TV, you see the protests in America. Black Lives Matter, and it's like in our face. And it's like, man, we don't want to hear this. But sometimes it's exactly what we need to hear because it, it brings us to confront some issues in our life, all of us, regardless of what race or nationality we are. We need to confront some things because most, most Kiwis believe that we're not racist, but there is a, there is a, a subtle current of racism, subtly, and that's the issue. That's the problem. And the reason why it's an issue is because we don't believe it's an issue. Many of us have heard these phrases. You've either been in a car with somebody and you've heard them say it, or you may have said this. Someone cuts you off on the road, you have a look in the car, and you hear these words, Asian drivers. You ever heard that before? Have you ever said that before? Don't put your hand up. <laughs> We've got deacons at the back. Marking. <laughs> have you heard that before? You know, I'm not racist, Asian drivers, subtly, that's an issue. You know, um, even, even for the Warriors, you know, watch the Warriors, you know, and, and on Talkback Radio, So I don't listen to Talkback Radio, especially when they talk about the Warriors, it gets me, I get depressed, uh, especially when they do one, well, one week, anyway, let's carry on, I'm dealing through my issues, um, but I, I, this one here on Talkback, oh, you know, this is the problem with the Warriors, too many Islanders. We need, we need some, uh, we need some um, other players in this, and we need some thinkers. What they're saying is that islanders can't think. We need some white people who can think. That's what's with the worst. This is the subtleness that comes through this. You hear this all the time. This is, I even hear this of others saying this, oh, white people. White people are just arrogant. Let me tell you, I've met a lot of arrogant people who are not just white. Well, it subtly, it, it runs through Everybody. Being multicultural myself, I easily slip between two different streams really easily and I see it on both sides. Subtly, it's an issue. All those people, that people group over there, they're always on social welfare. They should just get a job. Have you ever heard people say that? You know, um, my my fruit and veggie shop that I go to, they're run by Indians. and I'm always having conversations with them they share about when people say that oh you know you Indians you guys are just here to rip us off they have these conversations all the time it's just oh we're not racist but here's the thing we can change the way we think and and it's really good to be honest like all of us we've all been in environments through things like that we need to change the way we think because God didn't design us like this We're, we're wired for love that's the real you That's the real you. You're wired for love. So that means every wrong thing you do, every criticism, any prejudice thought you do, that's not the real you, because you weren't created like that. You're created to love. So don't put any labels on yourself. Well, I'm just this is I'm just a negative person. That's not you. Get rid of that label. Or I'm just a a, a negative person. Well, you know what? I'm I'm I'm, this is just who this is my lot. That is not your lot in life. You're wired for love. We need you need to tell yourself the truth. You're wired for love that's the real you. Every compassion you do, that's the real you. You're wired that way. Intentional prayer leads to life of breakthrough. See, breakthrough. in this room, there are countless people who have stories of experiencing racism or sexism. Let's throw that in there. Yeah, have you ever, someone cut you off or something like that and you look in the car and you see it's a, it's a lady. and What do you hear? Woman drivers? I See, this is what I say when something happens. I say, overcautious drivers I the way I think overcautious driver but you know what we should say law abiding drivers people who obey the law drivers because when you say that then all of a sudden uh oh I'm in the wrong take responsibility maybe it's me maybe I, I need a look in the mirror before I look at the speck in someone else's eye when I've got a log in my own Yeah, yes, racial profiling happens in this country. Yes, I have witnessed it many times within my own family and with my friends. But we can choose to overcome racism and take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ because all lives matter. All lives matter. See, never look down on anybody unless you're helping them up. When you show compassion to others, it not only changes you, but it begins to change the world. Intentional prayer leads to, the, uh, to a life of breakthrough. Jesus knew that racism can be overcome with compassion. And this is why he says this great commandment, the Jesus Creed. Mark chapter 12, verse 30. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Jesus throws this bit in your mind in there. With your brain, with all your mind, not your brain, your mind, and with all your strength. And the second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. No commandment greater than these. If you can get this into your spirit, you begin to be intentional with your prayer to love God, love people, regardless of what they look like or what color, if you can get it into your spirit, you watch yourself become more aware of people, be more aware of people all around you. It's dangerous because you begin to care. You begin to care when you get this into your spirit, when you're you're intentional with your prayer. If you want to see breakthrough in racism, hatred towards someone, if you want to see hatred go, come on, do the Jesus Creed. Love God, love people. And you'll find yourself sensitive like never before. See, it's easy to hate, but it takes strength to show compassion. Intentional prayer leads to life of breakthrough. This is what grace is: undeserved love, favour that God loved you so much that He gave His His Son. God loved you so much that He stepped into His creation, and He became the fullness of Jesus. That on the cross, He died for your sins. You know, if we can hit the reset button on some of our greatest regrets, we would. How many of us would love to go back and change? Oh, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. We would. And some must us live all these regrets and it eats us up on the inside. But this is, what God, this is what God did for you. That on the cross he died for your greatest regrets. It's a gift that he's given you. And if you want to receive this gift, we need to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Maybe if you haven't received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, or maybe you had or for whatever reason, you've fallen out of relationship. It's, it's easy to do. I've done it. But the gift of God is still here. The grace. It abounds. His love is unstoppable and it abounds for you. His gift abounds for you. So if you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, come back to Him. Just receive this gift. And if you're watching online, there's a button that says, raise your hand for Jesus. Just click that button. And I encourage you to get hold of our prayer team online and someone will be praying for you. You're not alone. Let grace abound. So if that's true. If you, if you want to receive Jesus or... Maybe you want to come back to him. Let me say a prayer for you, with you, for you. So all, all eyes closed. Let us pray. Father God, thank you for your love that abounds, your grace that abounds, that chases us down. Thank you that we can come to you. Lord, we place at your feet all our greatest regrets. We place at your feet all our issues and troubles and things that we're struggling with. We place and we lay it at your feet. Lord Jesus, the things that I'm struggling with today, I'm laying it at your feet. My greatest regret, I'm laying it at your feet. My greatest struggle, I'm laying it at your feet. I come to you where your grace abound, I'm laying it at your feet. Father, forgive me for my sins. Make me whole. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I've said this prayer, and i, I said this prayer by laying, laying it at, at Jesus' feet. Remember what I said, intentional prayer. at least so life a life of breakthrough. You've got to be intentional every single day. If you're struggling with something, with an issue, go to Jesus daily. That's what the, the Bible talks about constant prayer, live a life of prayer, intentional prayer. Daily, go before His feet and lay it at His feet. Just one day, and I'm all sweet, I'm good tomorrow. I said the prayer yesterday, I'm all good. The pastor said the prayer, he waved his hand around, daily. Go before the cross daily. Do it every day until breakthrough. Don't just do one day. Go at least 21 days and you'll see your life change daily. I'm laying down my struggle. I'm laying down my issue. I'm going across daily. It's intentional. Be intentional with your prayer and you'll begin to see your life, lead a life of breakthrough.